Well, welcome to The Journey. Uh, my name is Kevin Polke, and um, we have a special guest with us today, uh, Ashton Lockhart. And uh, I've had the privilege of getting to know Ashton over the last uh, last nine months or so, uh, maybe 12 months. And um, and she started at KP. Uh, how, how long ago, Ashton, did you start at KP? Um, about seven months ago. Seven months ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that we had the interviewing process prior to that, so I, I was mm-hmm. couldn't remember exactly when that was. So, um, so Ashton, why, why don't you kind of just, uh, uh, when you have the opportunity to have some fun, uh, what does Ashton do for fun? Um, you know, I love to go out and do things with my kiddos. I have an 11-year-old and a four-year-old and my husband as well. We really enjoy just taking them out and, you know, giving them new experiences. And, you know, we like to surprise them with things that we think, you know, they'll, that'll be of interest uh, for them. I love to connect with family and friends, um, you know, just kind of barbecuing and doing all that cool, fun, uh, connected stuff. Um, yeah. Good. Now, Ashton, are you, are you and Will from uh, the Rockford area or? Where, where I am born and raised. Born and raised. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, then, and what high school did you go to? I graduated from Auburn. Auburn. Okay. All right. And then how did, how did you and Will meet? How did that, how, how the two of you came together? Who is Will? Oh, I'm sorry. Your husband. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, His name is Darren. Darren. Oh, I'm sorry. You know too many people, Kevin. Yeah. Well, just a second ago, I thought I thought you had said I thought you had said his name was Will. So I, I apologize. Oh, okay. So so Darren, how how long have you and Darren been together, and um, how uh, how'd you guys meet? Sure. Well, we met in high school. Um, we connected after he's a little older than me. So we connected, really started to connect after high school, but we did meet in high school. We always joked that I had the crush first and I saw him first. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. And, um, and so he went, he was at Auburn as well. And then you Uh guys, and then you guys got married, uh, how long after high school? Um, well, you know what, we were, uh, together for about 10 years before we got married. So we've been together a total of 16 years, I think. Don't, uh, I hope I got that math right. Um, <laughs> married for going on six. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And, and so what led you, uh, kind of switching over to what you do now regarding, uh, being a social worker and counseling, what led you to, uh, to the field of social work and, and mental health? Well, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I still laugh about that. But I took my first pre-law class and it just did not pique my interest at all. And in the process of getting my undergrad, I started to take uh, sociology classes as electives. And I just started asking questions about myself, my upbringing, my community, my family. You know, why did this family member choose this path? And then why why did I choose this path? Although we were raised in the same home by the same people. Um, and so I just, I just kept these questions going. So I ended up getting my undergrad in criminology and law studies, uh, which is the best way I can describe a mix between criminal justice and sociology. So it brought me my work, you know, after I got my, my undergrad degree, it brought me to a a place of work that was all community mental health. Um, and it just sort of, I just sort of got immersed into, um, just helping people, And I realized that if I was going to help people in the way that these questions were leading me to, that I had to go back and get my graduate degree. And so that led me to social work. Gotcha. And you did your MSW work where? 
uh, Aurora University. Okay, gotcha. So that's where that's where both uh, my my son Caleb and my daughter Sierra. Okay. That's where that's where he graduated from there, and that's where she's in. She's just finishing up now. Uh, this summer, okay. she'll be finishing up from there. I loved it. I started actually started my graduate degree program at the U of I. There's a Rockford cohort that they would do every year. Um, and they were trying to make some program changes where our cohort wouldn't have to drive to Urbana. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. And at the time I was working in the courts and there was no way I could take that much time off. So it led me to Aurora. And I, in hindsight, I wish I'd started there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that actually program you're referring to is the program I did. Oh, um, okay. and I and I started that program in 92. And mm-hmm. it was because I went school social worker, it was a three year program. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I had to commute down there for one, well, three semesters, I had to commute down there. So wow. yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a haul. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then Delinda, who um, is my sister-in-law, she, she went through that program because there wasn't that many options um, at that time. And then they had had um, narrowed it down to when I was there, I had to be there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then when she was there, they did everything in one day. And so, uh, so they've, they've, they've continually seemed to try to work at, um, Mm. um, you know, condensing that program to make it more uh, user-friendly for people who are commuting. So, um, so if you go back to that, you said there was a couple questions that Mm -hmm. uh, you started becoming curious about. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, you know, that idea of us being curious about why does one person, you know, make some choices and go, you know, go one way and another person, same background, same people, you know, Mm -hmm. involved with their life, they, they choose another. And, um, and not that that one's, good or bad or any, right. any of that aspect right. but it, i think that is why we be, we uh get involved with counseling um, absolutely because of that curiosity any any reflecting on your own story and and those questions any thoughts about why you may have why now after all this time looking back at it going okay why you may have gone one way and then someone else with the same you know same upbringing same parents um May, may have chosen, you know, something completely different? Sure. I think it had a lot to do with who we identified as, as people, right? I was always the smart one, the, the one who helps, you know, the one who is dependable. So I, I, I put myself in that role, right? And it just sort of inherently led to uh, things that helped me to be successful in different ways. And then I think about other people in my community and even in my family, If we give them, if we assign them the role of the troubled kid, uh, you know, the one who who has problems and then they will, their behavior will follow. Um, Yeah, I I think that's, that's probably the gist of what I got from those questions. Sure, sure. You know, and I and I'm I'm drawing a blank at the moment because there's some theory, right? That the the social scientists had, <laughs> don't had, ask me <laughs> <laughs> that they had come up with that about that social interaction that then reinforces, like you said, that um, that that label or that um, that position people are placed in, and in like in your case, similar to myself, I was it was reinforced on a regular basis mm-hmm. by, my, by, by peers, by family members, um, by teachers and coaches that was reinforced on a regular basis that this is the role that Kevin's supposed to do. And right. of course, the more you do it, the more you become better at it. 
mm-hmm. and and you continue to want to get that reinforcement. I think. Absolutely, absolutely, and I I really am grateful for it leading me to social work as a career because as these questions that I mean you know you start asking and then it takes you down a rabbit hole, right? So you start have you have to ask more and more questions, and as I really started to dive into social work as a profession. I started picking apart myself, you know, and I would see certain things and I'd say, oh, I do that. You know, that's a problem. Oh, that's anxiety. Right. And I said, man, this is this is there's a lot to know here about myself, about the world, about other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree 100 percent because how I first got into, you know, got into psychology and counseling had had well, not even counseling, just the psychology piece of it had more to do with sports. And, mm-hmm. and trying to understand how to, um, I, I realized that in playing sports that my um, greatest asset or tool or weapon or whatever you want to call it was my ability to control my thinking and control, mm-hmm. um, you know, discipline myself to, to practice or whatever it might have been. Um, right. it, was, it was only when that career ended did, did I, as I was looking at trying to uh, recreate myself, mm-hmm. then then going into the actually helping profession started unfolding, and, uh-huh. and similar to those questions that you had as well. So so um, Ashton, as you think about, you know, you've been at you've been at KP now for for seven months, and then mm-hmm. prior to that, you were working specifically um, with with trauma clients mm-hmm. and in, in that area. What would be some of the things that you going along that theme that you said that you've learned about yourself mm-hmm. as that you have infused yourself into this, into this world of social work and the helping profession. Yeah. I think the first thing I learned about myself is that I don't know everything <laughs> and it, it really helps me to come in with, I come in those spaces with that open mind and it re- I really take that everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. I want to learn from the world and from other people and it's really helped me not only in my career, but, um, you know, in my life as a parent, as a wife, you know, as a, as a daughter, you know, helping my mom through some difficult things is really just to do away with this idea that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. That reminds me of, I was, it just happened to be this weekend. I was talking uh, with Sierra who's doing her internship at KP. And then she's also, you know, working at uh, an elementary school. And I was asking her about what is it about this, this phase of her internship <clears throat> that, that, she, that she's really, mm, that she's really learned to take away that she maybe wasn't at the other internships. And mm-hmm. she, she said something to the, something, something to the like about being able to ask good questions mm-hmm. and and that she she guess she didn't really fully grasp or realize that it's about asking questions instead of us as counselors having the answers it's yeah. more about being able to ask those questions yeah but how as you think about you know the different clients that you've worked with how, mm-hmm. how does that kind of stand out for you as well um I think what's what stands out to me the most is working with perpetrators of family violence, you know, and you have to know if you, if you want to go in working with a population as, as, uh, that presents with as many challenges as that, you have to go in asking questions and they have to be questions that 
help both you understand them and help them understand themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go in assuming these are horrible people and I know why you use violence, you don't ever get the answers you need and the change process simply doesn't occur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you're hundred percent right because it's pretty, uh, (laughs) it's pretty presumptuous, presumptuous of us to think that we would know a person based upon what a you know that we would know yeah based upon a behavior or based upon some report that we've gotten or 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 something like that um and and even if we even this paper tells us what they've done that doesn't tell us at all who they are absolutely Um, and let alone you know helping them and helping us to understand and discover what what may what may have been some of the whys behind Mm -hmm. some of the choices or some of the lifestyles that we're living yeah absolutely yeah and i think that 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 idea of of bringing people along i know for me that was the most important along my own journey of Mm -hmm. self-discovery was having guides bring me along and and really i i don't recall many times people giving me answers as much mm-hmm. as you know asking me questions for me to go deeper into it and then holding space for me to to look at that oh yeah and then, and then, of course, <laughs> when I was trying to avoid something, um, then they just ask more questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, and that really is what we're what we're speaking of, right? It's bringing, helping you bring yourself to a place of awareness. You know, often we don't even realize we're using that avoidance, but the person who's talking to us, who's asking us those questions, they know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so in the midst of all these things, I mean, being being a wife, being being a mom, being being you know involved with different aspects of stuff that you do in the community, which I definitely want you to touch base on too. But what does what does Ashton do for Ashton? What do you do to replenish yourself to to be restored? Yeah, you know, the first thing is recognizing when I need a break. Um, when Darren watches this, he'll laugh at this <laughs> because I often have a really hard time knowing when I need a break, you know, just sort of um, challenging those thoughts that tell me I need to keep going and do one more thing. So I have to know when a break is needed. Um, the second thing I've realized just recently in the last couple of years, um, as I have found some success in my weight loss journey, finally, after all these years, is that physical activity is a requirement requirement for me you know even even if I'm not on you know on top of my game with eating healthy and you know doing all these other things I have to have some kind of physical activity yeah yeah no I I I, I've been a huge uh uh encourager and supporter of the being able to utilize uh, physical activity to mm-hmm. prepare us to be able to have that emotional and mental health um they they very much you know uh, work together. So, so let, me, so let me ask you, Ashton, as, as, as you've come to KP and, and, and made another, made a change in your career that way, that, that aspect of it, um, what things are you doing in the community outside of working at KP, but what other things are you doing in the community? What are some things that you are looking forward to want to be able to do more of? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. I think the biggest thing, especially for the Rockford community is putting a young black face Um, and attaching it to mental health treatment. Um, And that's really been my goal over the past six months and really connecting 
and networking and just kind of showing up in different community events to let people know, one, uh, to normalize, right, mental health treatment and to try and pick away at some of that stigma that's attached to us or to that, especially in the Black community, um, but also to let people know that there are resources out there and people who understand their experience in a different way. Um, so I've, I've had a really good time just kind of connecting and networking and, you know, presenting at different events at the YMCA and through the Kendall Sherman Foundation. Uh, that's an event that's coming up next month uh, that will take place at, I'm not sure of the park, but I know it's where the Young at Heart Festival normally takes place. Um, so that's next month, June 18th and different things like that. And so something that I actually just got started, this is brand new and I haven't mentioned this to anyone, is that I've officially established um, a small business that I'm calling CITIED, which stands for Creating Initiative Through Interaction, Education, and Development. And so I'm really you know, excited about that and molding that into kind of my baby and doing some of the stuff that I just talked about, but being able to steer it in my own direction. Sure, sure. And, and I think those, I think it's one, when we get that nudge or get that, you know, that, that thought that comes and it, and it doesn't go away, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we're, we're always going to, we're always going to have thoughts, right? And we're always going to have ideas about doing something. But if it keeps resurfacing, and it resurfaces in different ways, we know that that probably is something that we should be paying attention to, and, and go and follow that. And, um, yeah. and I, and I know for me, that was, in the early nineties, when I was in the mm. process of recreating myself, um, that was where I got interested in doing men's work and, and specifically similar to what you were just talking about regarding breaking the stigma around seeking, seeking help in the black community. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same type of, st- for different reasons, but similar type of stigma around men asking for help or reaching mm-hmm. out and asking for help. And so, um, that, that was kind of my, my take on it was similar to if I could just normalize it and mm-hmm. talk about it and just have normal conversations about it, that, um, that maybe more men would be willing to mm-hmm. seek, seek some type of assistance. Absolutely. And I, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, like you said, when you get that nudge, all you have to do is say yes, and the pieces sort of fall into place. So I, I don't think it's an accident at all that uh, I ended up at KP and connected with you at the time, you know, that it happened because all of these things are are happening and they're sort of coming together in a way that I, I think has been needed for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. And, and like you said, some of it, uh, you know, some of it of the timing of it and then and then your energy, um, as probably Darren points out to you, uh, being, <laughs> being being able to being able to channel that and and then mm-hmm. not get distracted by all the noise and, the, and different yeah. things, because there's always going to be other things that are going to distract us. But how yeah. do how do we stay focused on 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 the right things to say yes to so that we can say we have to say no to the right thing so we can say yes to the right things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. So Ashton, as we get ready to wrap up, what would, um, if there was anything that you wanted to share with the audience, what you know, uh, either, you know, your own self-care or, or what you're to be, what you're um, doing now in the community or what you want to be doing more mm-hmm. of anything in particular, would you want to, um, to, to share with the audience? Um, I would say to trust yourself, 
and listen to yourself, you know, and this is not just about, you know, the things that we're talking about that I or you are doing in the community, but listen to yourself, your, your, your inner awareness is going to guide you in the right direction. It's going to tell you when you need help. It's going to tell you when you need to, you know, uh, make decisions, you know, and just kind of trust yourself with that. That's something that I'm still learning. And as I'm learning it and kind of putting it into practice, I'm starting to see the benefits of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and probably the, the part that I would add to that is like the initiative that you're talking about doing with this, with this new initiative that you're doing, mm-hmm. that is a life-giving initiative, yeah. right? So, so it's, it's about moving forward. It's a, it's a thing that you, that you have stirring within you to, to, to help other people to, to give life or give energy to, to other people and, and make that connection. And I think anytime we have that, and I, and I think kind of like what we were saying earlier about sometimes we have seeds planted in us, but they come mm. from <clears throat> um, bad labels. They come mm. from <clears throat> someone else's, someone else's story and they put it on you. And mm. we may be young and we, we take that on. But yeah. that's a that's something that's life taking, right? Mm-hmm. That the fact that Ashton has to push and has to push and not take a break. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's an old script. That's that's not life giving, right? Right. And so, so hundred percent, I believe we have to listen to that intuition and listen to that 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 small voice, and then we have to ask ourselves: Is it a life giving? Mm-hmm. Was it life taking? I like that. You know, because if it's if it's life giving, then it's all those things that you said. The doors are going to start opening, and we just have to walk through them. If it's life taking, yeah. we're going to be distracted, and we're just right. going to have a bunch of energy up. Right. Oh yeah, I like that. I really. I'm going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone gave it to me, so you can you can take all it. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so, so, so Ashton, thank you so much. I mean, I I definitely am grateful for you to be part of KP and 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 part of my life and being able to to you know advance some of the, the some of the work that we're doing in 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 our our aspect of trying to influence and make a difference and 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 choosing to make a difference in our community. And then um, definitely want to be able to support you any way I can with the different things that you want to do in the community as well. I thank you for having me and receiving me. Yeah, right. Well, Ashton, um, again, uh, thank you for being with us. And if um, if someone wanted to reach out to you um, and and want to know more about what you're doing um, or just be in contact, you know, what's the best way for them, for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, the best way to get a hold of me would probably be... Um, through email at a Lockhart, a Lockhart at kpcounseling.com. Um, I also um, am Ash Unlocked on social media. So you'll find a lot of those little uh, small uh, mental health points that I speak about in general. So I just kind of, you know, turn those into uh, shortened, um, sort of easy to digest things and put them out there on social media at will. So that's Ash Unlocked. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Ashton. And um, as always, uh, if there is something that uh, that Ashton spoke about today or something that was shared uh, today, please uh, share that and and forward that on to someone else, because we never know where someone may need um, just a little bit of a a seed of hope to, to help them wherever they may be. As always, thank you for being with us. And I look forward to being with you next week.